2: Dedicated to him In the year of the primal... Welcome to your Tuesday Heavy Metal Miscellany of January the 10th, 2023. As I said on the main podcast, um, I thought this was somehow the second year of doing this bleeding podcast, but it's not. It's the third. God damn it. Did I lose a year somewhere? I lost more than a year. Anyway, so this is the return of the Tuesday waffle the ramble about some heavy metal stuff, some rock and roll stuff. Um, In this case, some thrash metal stuff. And a band who, if you told me, had made maybe the greatest thrash metal album of all time, I'm not sure that I could argue with you. Um, I might go, yeah, yeah, you have a point. You can buy me a drink on the way to the bar, um, but you do have a point and then begin to mull over song titles like Perish in Flames Black Prophecies The Burning of Sodom, Merciless Death in my head and I might go when you come back from the bar I might go yeah you know what you could be fucking right Darkness Descends by Dark Angel might just be the greatest thrash metal album of all time anyway yes this Tuesday's uh, podcast is going to be a little easing into the new year Which is, um, it's the audio of the video that I made The Call from the Grave uh, Looking back over the career of Dark Angel um, You know, there were always a kind of Slightly peripheral, lurking in the shadows type band of the scene But they made some heavyweight records As you're about to hear Um, The normal podcast returns on Friday. It's probably going to have a bit more serious weight and gravitas and my usual whatever, whatever, whatever you've come to expect. And I thank you for uh, your continued listening. The numbers just keep going up and up. If you are listening to this and you're from a band or a label or something or other you think, oh, we could probably, um, you know, put a little background music here and I, yours truly, could do an ad read or something like that. Get in touch because there's a captive audience of, well, quite a few people by now. If I may blow my own trumpet, Gabrielle, or is it Gabriel? Either way, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, Nemthiang underscore Primordial. Follow me on um, Instagram um, or the new evil, more evil TikTok. um, And Primordial underscore official. Um, and my YouTube channel, yeah, just search Alan Air. We'll go over there. There's some cool videos. I'm doing a sort of drunken rambles with Joe from Gamma Bomb. Uh, there's Call from the Grave. And there's a few other things that are going to be happening over there. I've got some interviews finally coming up for the new year. Some um, interesting people to talk to. And, you know, more plans, um, more therapy, more whatever else you want to call this. All right, my friends here, without further Procrastination and prevarication and whatever other P-Nation words you can think of Is me discussing the career of Dark Angel If you don't know them and you're yet to uh, discover them Start with Darkness Descends and I guarantee you this is going to knock your fucking head off My friends, Dark Angel Well my friends, it's been a while since the last call from the grave I must admit I have neglected that So. Who are we going to do today? And the answer is I should have prepared this a little bit better. Dark Angel. Little bit of t-shirt porn for all you t-shirt nerds. Of course, it's usually it's cut up as normal. Um, it's a Black Prophecies Darkness Descends T-shirt. We're going to do Dark Angel. Um, a band who are still playing. They sort of reformed recently to keep playing again. I haven't yet seen them. They're still on my bucket list. Um, never saw them back in the day. They never played back in Ireland. I was a huge, huge fan in the late 80s. And I don't know if they're going to make any new music. They seem to have wisely maybe sort of left it. It might be a good idea to spike interest in the band, I suppose, to get booked to make a song or two. But considering where they left off, which is this huge, complicated um Uh, you know, involved um, concept albums, maybe they just don't want to go back into it and they can't write as they did in 1985 or 86. So, Dark Angel, let's do it and let's have a look at their discography. First album, We Have Arrived. This is the original pressing on um, Azra Records, recorded in the end of 1984, and came out in 1985. Um, for whatever reason, obviously you know Gene Hoglan is the drummer of Death, to All Testament, Death, um, Devon Townsend, Strapping Young Lad. Um, I mean, one of the most amazing extreme metal drummers of all time. And he is on the back, if I'm not mistaken, but doesn't play on the album. A guy called Jack Schwartz plays on the album. And if you've ever seen the Triple Thrash, three-way thrash. I think it's called, it's like a triple video with D-A-M, the true, remarkably awful D-A-M, Dark Angel, and I think Candlemas for some reason is on a split um, VHS, which came out sometime in the early 90s. You will see Ron or hear Ron Reinhardt announce, you know, this is kind of from an album we've arrived. I don't know if you guys got that. It's like a demo LP, etc. cetera. Um, it was pretty hard to track down back in the day. I got this as a, Present from someone must have been um, somewhere around 1989 or 90. Um, This is, you can see it has at the top, where are we, U.S. import. Um, And they re-recorded Merciless Death, obviously, uh, which became one of the big hits in Darkness Descends" the album after that. Um, There is a reissue of, uh, let me see, of We Have Arrived, which looks a bit like this. Um, which was by Axkiller Killer Records from France. Um, but the original, as I understand it, is this. it seems It's a kind of cool cover. I like it. Um, but it doesn't have the logo on it, which seems utterly dumb and ridiculous. I mean, it just has Dark Angel written on the little tombstone here. But the iconic logo, which obviously has been around then because two guys in the back are wearing Dark Angel shirts, isn't on the record, seems a bit dumb. There's no info in this record at all. It's one of those plastic inlay sheets. Doesn't even tell you who plays on the record. Doesn't tell you an address to write to, which was kind of important back then. Um, I'm a really big fan of this album. It's not really where Darkness of Descent went. The intensity is not there yet. It's more like traditional speed heavy metal with sort of high-pitched singing. It's more in line with maybe Omen or Hellstar, um, Early Exciter. It's a bit harder, but it it wouldn't even be up there with maybe even Show No Mercies or something like that. Hell's on Its Knees is fucking great. Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. No Tomorrow. Vendetta. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really solid, good um, f- new wave of American heavy metal record. Uh, maybe more in common sometimes with somewhere between Liege Lord and early Slayer. Would you call it thrash metal? Some of it, yeah. Um, but it's not really thrash metal. The version on you know they they end with we have arrived on the triple way thrash and the version is really really souped up compared to the version here um definitely worth tracking down uh this version there's a vinyl version of this which is the one most people seem to have which is just the logo and we have arrived um but i don't know how rare this one is i've never really seen it too many times um but yeah great record we have arrived good opening um i do have this which is an odd thing which is Dark Angel demos, um, Hell's on its knees, and Shell Shock as the other side into the Inferno. Um, pretty cool, Dark Angel demos. I don't know where the hell I picked this up from. I picked it up somewhere, maybe. God, it must be twenty years ago, and um, back when I was buying CDs. And um, but nothing really quite in. We have arrived, prepared you for um, this. Darkness descends. This is possibly top 10 extreme records of the 1980s, um, top 10 thrash metal records maybe ever made. I mean, there's elements of this that verge into black metal, into proto-death metal, whatever. You could, you could call it that. And um, this is the fucking... I mean, it's, about, it's 1986, and it's about one of the few records that could really hold a candle... Uh, to Rain in Blood, I mean, could even be Gene Hoglan. I mean, is taking this to another level, and a level that is probably, he's about the only drummer, well, one of the few drummers at the time who could have pushed things into a realm that um, you might have even wondered, would Dave Lombardo have gone the same way? Um, yes and no. Um, Darkness Ascends is more raw, more filthy. It's the opening track, Darkness Descends," into the burning of Sodom is to, with this massive snare roll. Um, Everything about this record is just perfect. Black Prophecies, Perish in Flames, Merciless Death. It makes me want to go and listen to it right now. The cover has, of course, the classic fucking logo. Uh, you know, the the hands coming out of the grave. I mean, you, which I think is the similar kind of grave as well Now the first album. I mean, you know, it's got the sort of Evil Dead sort of vibe. It's a bit goofy um, and maybe belies the content of the record a little bit. Um, but this is... This is serious stuff. If you think you're a thrash, speed, black metal fan and you don't know this record, oof, you gotta get into it. The lyrics, insane. The lyrics, um, I mean, Hoagland started to write the lyrics, I think, and fuck knows how Don Doty, the singer at the time, remembered all of this live. And it was to get worse with the albums afterwards. Doty's vocals are um, pinpoint here. They were more heavy metal and we have arrived more high pitched more like Exciter or something like this. But here, he's got this grit and it's a bit lower um, and it's almost like proto-black metal in places. I mean, for me at the time, this was a record I got along with Under the Sign of the Black Mark, Seven Churches by Possessed, Reign of Blood, Bonded by Blood, by Exodus. To me, a First Carnivore, they all, um, those are six or seven records that all kind of go together. They all form, um, you know, a very great few months in my sort of early heavy metal life where you were just able to pick up these records. Heavy metal was so popular in Dublin that um, in, 80 let's say, 87 to 90, you could pick up second-hand records all the time because what would happen is a record would come out, people would be buying it one week, selling it the next week for beer. Um, Death metal came in, and the thrash metal was out, and people were selling these records, and I'm pretty sure I picked this up somewhere in 1988 maybe for like £3 or um, maybe 1989. Um, This is the original, of course, Um, of course. But flag, under one flag, number six. Um, Randy Burns production. Um, I think the previous one was Bill Matoyer. I've arrived and there's a big difference between the two of them. Everything here is just stepped up a gear. This is, the playing is insanely uh, tight. The drumming, the drumming, the bass tone. I mean, this is... Almost perfection, I mean pretty much near to it, um, like I said, if you told me this was your favorite thrash metal album of all time, i wouldn't I could argue, but I could accept that as an answer without going,, this is um, something else then the band sort of um, and that was one of this is one of the uh, combat reissues, um, which has as a bonus, merciless death live. Persian Flames live, Darkness Ascends live. Now, I don't know where they're taken from live. I have a feeling they're just um, taken from, well, it's got Persian Flames. It's that
0: time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Which wasn't on the three-way thrash treat. It's such a long time since I played, uh, played the CD. I don't know if these, uh, those songs are on the Spotify version of it. Um, They're superfluous anyway. That was the Combat thing back then when they made all these CDs. Or sorry, Century Media, not Combat. Combat sold all their stuff to Century Media, didn't they? Yep. Um, The Superfluous bonus songs were a treat when you were in your 20s or something like this when you got it on CD, but who really listens to them? You don't need any more songs than the seven that are on the album. And there is only um, seven songs on the album. Yeah. You don't need 12 songs or 14 songs on your album. Seven, eight, killers. Um, But, you know, the the songwriting is also pushing into six, seven, eight minutes in sections. And maybe that's a bit of an influence of Merciful Fate, I don't know. And the song structure is a bit more complicated. However, Don Doty leaves. Um, He leaves then, and the band kind of take... 1987 seems to be a time off. And then we get, in 1989, um, Leave Scars. This is a real... Um, room splitter of an album let me just put on my glasses for a moment Um, god the writing is so small that I can't even see this combat records 1 to 1 flag flag 30 Um, and so they change from Don Doty to Ron Reinhart and um, this is I think recorded in the end of 88 but yeah it says Released in 1988 on it. I seem to remember getting it for my birthday in 1989. Um, I do not I definitely didn't get it in 1989. I'm not so sure that it even really even reached Europe until the beginning of 1989. It says 1988 on it, but um, the vocal shift is. They're in the same realm, although Ron Reinhardt is a kind of a little bit more, um, a little bit more traditional heavy metal singing. This is a very strange record. Um... I love it. I really love it, but it's a real room splitter. Some people fucking hate it. I mean, it's a, the concept that everything gets very dark here. The concept of this album is all about child abuse and um, rape and stuff. Um, and Gene Hoagland has taken over the lyrics. And I mean, the lyric sheet is off the charts. I don't know how the fuck Ron Reinhardt was going to do this live. The death of innocence, um, never to rise again. I mean older than time itself. <stalls flickering playing sound> I mean, The Promise of Agony. Just reading out the song titles makes me want to go and listen to it again. It's a claustrophobic, dense, horrific kind of record. Um with very compressed sound. Um, there's it has a very little sort of dynamic range. I don't know if it they went on tour with Death after this and Chuck called them tuneless assholes. Okay. <laughs> but um I love it, but I understand when people—is um, it as good as *Darkness Ends*? No, but what is really? But I understand when people have a, a difficulty with it because it was—it was reaching into, reaching for something else at the time. Very complex, dense structure, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-minute-long songs. Very dense, dark subject matter. I don't think the artwork did them much favors at the time. Um, I get what they're going for, but. I don't know, though it's, it doesn't really work for me. Um, but I get it. I get it. It's um, it's a very very dense, strange record with very little bass end, very scooped guitar sound. I'd really like to know. I mean, they're using Jacksons on the back. I'd really like to know the amp setup combo, the recording techniques on this because um, something is quite strange about it. You know. Um, let's see who engineered it. Um, I mean, old man shouts at clouds. Um, Executive producer Michael Schenker produced by, well, not Paul Schenker, Michael Schenker, come on. Engineered by Michael Monarch, Earl West, Paul Gordon, recorded mixed at Space Station Studios, Hollywood, California from May to July 1988. Right. Dark Angel logo art by Edward Repka. Yeah, he made the logo cover photo, maybe it would have been better to let Ed paint that one, I don't know um, so yeah, recorded in the middle of 1988 there isn't a huge change in the music from Darkness sense really but it has some incredible songs on it Older Than Time itself, The Premise of Agony the unwise cover of the Immigrant Song is a real blot on the record it's completely pointless and doesn't make any sense um, You know, as, as cool a song as the Immigrant Song by Zeppelin is, cauterization instrumental, which is very odd Worms, I don't really understand. It's just messing around with a um a guitar pedal or whatever. But Leave Scars, yeah. Then the band sort of um disappears for a little while. That's the C D of um the CD reissue of Leave Scars, which has four live songs on it, which I have a feeling were taken from this, which is Live Scars, which is um I think pretty much just the three-way thrash VHS just lifted and put on record as a kind of a stopgap between albums. Um, I don't know. I've never really seen it around too much. Maybe it's something of a collector's item. I don't know. It's not something I would, you know, you'd break your, um, I wouldn't bust a gut trying to find it. But it's a pretty cool thing. You know, it's, it's nothing amazing. You get Burning of Sodom with uh, Reinhardt on vocals you know, which is a um, pretty cool, a much more souped-up version of We Have Arrived. Looks a bit crummy. It's okay. But it's here that we see a change in the band because it's here where um, Jim Durkin... Jim Durkin, what an Irish name that is. Jim Durkin. Sounds like a GAA player for Offaly from 1987 or something like this. It's here that Durkin leaves the band and we get this record, which is the last... Dark Angel Record, Time Does Not Heal. Again, I think it's fucking dreadful artwork. This is the girl who was on the previous album, Love Scars, grown up. Um, I mean, and I get the concept. She grows up a troubled kind of woman, beset by almost like Justine in the Misfortunes of Virtue style, um, evil at every corner. Um, Jim Durkin is replaced by Brett Erickson, I think from the band Viking have Man of Straw and Do or Die, is it? Can't remember. Answers in the comments if you're a big Viking fan. And not a bad band. Uh, just sort of, um, you know, B-Division thrash or whatever you call it. But okay. He actually appears, actually strange enough, he appears on the Live Scars, the three-way trash video, instead of Jim Durkin's. Durkin is gone, but Durkin is back now um, in the Reformed Dark Angel. The Reformed Dark Angel is the lineup from um, Leave Scars. This is a worth a revisit. It's got a bigger production, which I think they maybe realized they made some mistakes with Leave Scars. It's a bigger, wider production. The drum sound is cool. You can hear um, where Hogland stepped off from this into death, for example. Um, It's a record at the time, Pains, Invention, Madness, Active Contrition. Yeah, it makes me want to go and listen to the record looking at this. But at the time when this came out, which must be 1991, I think, um, 19, yeah, was it 19, god damn it, let me have to put on my glasses one more time. Um, This came out in, okay, so it was recorded the end of 1990, came out in 1991. In 1991, I'm afraid, for Dark Angel, my attention span at the time was taken up with trading black metal demos. Whether it was Beherit or Unbrought Christ or Master's Hammer, and of course things like Blessed Are the Sick Mental Funeral, um, I just wasn't interested in Dark Angel at the time, and you know things were all things were getting pretty evil, and you know black and death metal was um, just in the complete ascendancy in a record that looked like this. Mm, if the record had looked a bit more like Darkness Descends, it would have appealed to my 16-year-old self, who would have been like, oh. They're back to studs and leather and, you know, Satan, etc. I didn't want this record at the time. Technical, complicated, oh, very long record um, with a sort of, um, you know, concept about the girl growing up um dealing with um, her issues of abuse. I mean, it's a pretty grown-up record, and it's actually, on revisiting, it's a good record. It's um, Dark Angel never made anything bad. They never made a bad record, realistically. They made a big progression, if you think, in the year. It's only seven years between we have arrived, 1984, to time does not heal in 1991. In those seven years, they moved the dial a lot. And I don't think they ever really um, made anything bad. They didn't really make a misstep, so to speak. Um, There, there's unusual things, there's strange things, you know, the production on Leaf Scars, for example, a few odd choices, but they will go down as one of the most intense. Uh, bands, um, thrash metal bands of all time, um, I mean, Darkness Descends is just, uh, is is Darkness Descends is the high point, and is, would be the high point for any band, but they didn't disgrace themselves after that. Leaf Scars is a cool record, and I, I enjoy the punishing nature of Leaf Scars, and that it's it's a difficult listen, it's a challenging listen. A lot of bands were moving into that kind of slightly technical stuff, Death Row, um, Destruction, Um, Everybody was learning how to play a bit. You knew as soon as you saw somebody in the Thresh Band wearing a Rush t-shirt, you were in for a different kind of journey. Even Creator, all these bands were trying to involve more technical um, elements. And that's what makes Leaf Scars so strange. The production is so crude when you have such good musicians and such a brilliant drummer as Gene Hoagland. But, my friends, that is my take on Dark Angel. This is the one. This is the full marks one, the recommended one. If you don't know it, um, fucking hell, you will barely hear any records as intense as this now or for, well, forever. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, 1986. Um, it just perfectly captures the reckless wild nature of um, metal in this period, in this mid-80s period that was just absolutely um bursting at the seams full of um, useful energy and exuberance. Um, Dark Angel, my friend.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.